Hey everybody, welcome to the Relax and Enjoy Health podcast. I'm Andrew French and I'm your optimal health, well-being and life balance coach. This is episode number four where I talk to time-blocking expert Susan Moscaritolo. Susan is the premier expert in turning a have-to life into a value-based life where you get to. Let's find out what Susan has in store for us today. Something worked. Oh, it's happening. Oh my God, here we are. Yay, and right on time. Look at that. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So this is terrific. This is this is going to be a great opportunity. Uh, I could talk about this stuff all day. Well, good, because that's <laughs> I, I don't know. I have no idea. All I know, we have got Susan Moscaritolo, Medford, Oregon, USA, and uh, we're talking about time blocking. Excellent. All this right. is going to be fun. Okay. All right, so who are you and what do you do? Go for it. Okay, well, uh, I used to be a business consultant for medium-sized companies. And COVID happened. Remember that? Yeah. So uh, my entire line of customers disappeared overnight. So I had to restart my business. Now, I'm not the only one who had to restart everything. Uh, so I took a lousy job and I took it as the opportunity that it was, which is talk to people, see what they need. These were people who were still in business. So obviously money was flowing somewhere. So I figured out where I could fit in that lineup of need and providing. And so I run a company called Dirty Deeds Booking Agency. And I am the liaison between smaller companies who don't have a, uh, an operations officer. Um, they don't have a, a manager to oversee these things. And I coordinate with independent contractors to do the dirty work. So when companies need janitorial stuff on a regular basis, but they also need landscaping, but sometimes they need their windows washed and sometimes they need to have their parking lot blown out. I coordinate all of that, create packages for them. They pay me once. I organize everything. The workers show up. So uh, it's a really interesting thing because the work changes all the time. But because I have this background as a business consultant and as a, a time manager, yeah. it's easier <laughs> because I don't have to. I'm never putting out fires. I'm never chasing clients. Everything is on a timeline. There are occasional things that come up that are absolute one-offs. Uh, for example, a year and a half ago, almost two years ago now, we had a catastrophic fire in this town. We lost half the houses, many businesses. Nobody could have foreseen that. So things like that do come up, but it, it's not on the regular. Regularly, my day just ticks over, and it's great. I have... I'm calm. I have time to enjoy myself. I get to volunteer. It's a lot of fun. So my goal with talking to you and talking to your customers is to reassure people that it's possible because a lot of times people are like, oh, that would never work with my life. And I'm like, I have seven kids. If I can do it, you can do it. it it's totally possible. Uh, but there's ways to do it. And so, uh, yeah, let's talk about what those could look like. 
Definitely. I mean, uh, we'll just, I was just talking about that uh, yesterday morning with uh, uh, Richard Wheeler uh, from, from in the group and yeah. uh, Tricky. And he was, he was saying exactly the same thing. You know, he used to be a, a free spirit and just let it go. And he didn't yeah. like being locked down and stuff. And he said, the crazy thing about it is when you don't plan for life, life doesn't make any plans for you either. And, not, and so therefore nothing actually happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely blocking out time. It's uh, it's funny because um, on my my Facebook page, uh, I have a, a saying, and nobody likes it. Nobody even understands it. But it says, "Liberation through discipline," which people are, you know, they hear the word discipline and they're like, "Oh, yeah, mm, no, we don't want we don't want discipline." That sounds that sounds really harsh, and it can be if you do it wrong. And I think that getting to that nitty gritty is really what I want to promote to people um, because there's a difference between something, doing things that are important and doing things that you value. And, and that's really the crux of time management is discerning those differences and doing the things that you value, not the things that somebody else told you was important. So uh, yeah, start asking questions. Oh my God. All right. So, were you always this way or was there some kind of hero's journey <laughs> happening here? No, I've always been this way. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and high energy. So yeah. Uh, let's just say I'm not everybody's cup of meat. That's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I get a lot done. Um, but uh, yeah, somebody uh, met my daughter and they were like, wow, you have a lot of energy. And, like, like, are you always this on? And she said, yeah, you should meet my mom. <laughs> so, that's awesome yeah yeah it's great so um, right. so with um people's biggest struggles like you've all right so you've got the seven children yeah and yet you're saying your life is completely structured like how do you manage that on a daily basis yeah yeah so um you know they used to have this thing years ago and I, i'm sure people still do it where they say create your perfect life in your mind and really visualize it and understand like like feel it what that perfect day could be like for you and i was like yeah okay that's some woo woo stuff right that's you know fine but i did it and gradually created the life that i have now and it's things like i get up in the morning and i wake up when i wake up there's no alarm um and unless you count the new dog um, but, but I have a leisurely breakfast. I get to work every morning without planning between nine and nine 30 every day. It, it, because that's how my natural system goes. Um, but if somebody were to tell me, oh, we start at 8am on the dot and you have to have butt in seat at eight. I'd be like, mm, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, so the, uh, <laughs> the part of me that's really structured and, uh, disciplined is all about me. It's not, uh, somebody else telling me that this has to happen. I was always, I was a terrible employee. Uh, people would say, oh, you know, you have to be at the office at eight. And I'd be like, why? Like, there's no customers. The people that I'm talking to are in a different time zone. Why should I show up at eight o'clock? <laughs> you know, um, so uh, 
yeah, creating that life meant that I had to make some adjustments of, of do I work for myself? Do I work for somebody else? How do I create this and still have uh, income and still have re my responsibilities and obligations taken care of? And so, uh, gosh, five years ago, six years ago now, six years ago now, we were on vacation. Uh, we had been uh, at a startup, so we had been putting in 14-hour days, seven days a week. It was nuts. Yeah. And we went to Hawaii. Now, I, I never traveled, so this was a big deal for me. Um, went to Hawaii, and, of course, after two days, I'm bored out of my mind. So um, <laughs> uh, I decided to reset my entire life, and I created a system of how to – how to organize things based on what I value. And it really took some time because I started out by saying, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. And I wrote down everything, everything from call your dad to, you know, pick up the youngest from soccer. Everything was on that list. It was well over 150 items, tasks that I needed to do. A little overwhelming. Right. And I'm on vacation. Why am I doing this? I, I don't know. Um, but I said, what is it that I really value? What's what's not important to other people? What are things that that I value personally? Because here's an example. When you fly on an airplane, that plane is going to take off whether you're on it or not. That's what I call a hard deadline. Right. Yeah. OK. Now, there are hard deadlines and soft deadlines. So a soft deadline is, uh, you know, you need to go and visit your sister sometime next week. It doesn't really matter when. You do need to see her, but sometime next week is fine. Soft deadline. Um, when, the, when the plane actually isn't taking off, it's no big deal. When the plane's taking off, you need to pay attention to that. So it's the same thing with the things that you value. So... How do you create a list, a, a categories of what you value? How do you know what you value? Because a lot of times, like, the, the boss will say, oh, it's important that you are here at 8 o'clock to answer the phone. Well, okay, that's a reason, but sometimes the phone doesn't ring at 8 o'clock. Sometimes it does. But it's important to the company. But do you value your job? Do you value what the job brings to your life. Now, if you're working for a terrible boss and you know, you're working in a call center, but that call center is affording you just enough to pay for school and the schooling is going to get you out of the call center, then yeah, you value that job, but you have to kind of walk your way through it because you have this terrible boss. Exactly. So you, do you understand that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you have to think about what it is that you value. So, and I've been doing this for so long, I'm trying to think of examples from before. Um, so I don't value working for other people. Uh, it, it doesn't give me anything. I do value autonomy, which for me means now I have to have my own job, my own business, 
Well, that's a huge endeavor. It's not for everybody, yes. <laughs> you know, um, but because I value autonomy so highly, I have to make those adjustments. Uh, and sometimes it's really hard. There are, there are times when I'm lying awake in bed at night going, oh, that customer, oh my gosh. You know, did I send the right email? I sent two horrible emails to people yesterday, firing them as customers. Like, I don't like to do that. I had perfectly valid business reasons, but it still upset me. But because I value honesty in all of my interactions with people, I had to let these people go because they lie. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's tricky. There are lists of values and for people who are uh, born into religious organizations, they understand, you know, what these values could look like. But a lot of people don't have that background. They don't, they don't really examine their values on a regular basis. And my system is actually every Sunday night, you write down a list of everything you have to do, plug it into those categories, and then put it onto your calendar in the order of how valuable it is to you. Now, nowhere in there is how important is it? That's not a part of it. What do you do with the things that are important, but you don't value? That's the trick. And this is the trick to time management. If you don't value it, but it's important, it needs to get done. So you delegate. Oh, people hate delegation. They, they just, they don't like it because it's, you have to talk to people. You have to understand people. You have to ask politely, um, <laughs> you know, and I'm people are like, you're asking for help. And sometimes people are like, oh, I don't want to delegate. I can do it all myself. You cannot do it all yourself. You can't. We are tribal people. This is how we live. I am not good at some things and some things I frankly hate to do. And sometimes there's, um, uh, what do you call it when somebody's bad at something on purpose? Yeah, I do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do not do the grocery shopping. I hate it. Uh, I'm bad at it. You know, I'm, I'm the one sitting in the supermarket going, what did I forget this time? Oh my gosh. I have to call my husband. He does 98% of the grocery shopping. Thank God. Or we don't starve. So you have to delegate the things that you don't find valuable. It frees up a lot of time. And here's the second part of that. You have to be willing to drop the things that you don't find valuable, but other people find really important for you. And that's especially true with uh, family obligations and, and uh, community involvement. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big volunteer with search and rescue here. Uh, we have a, a big back country, a pretty big county, and I've been involved for almost eight years. Well, my husband got involved last year, year and a half ago, and he was uh, keen to join some of the teams, and he said, oh, you should be on the medical team. And I'm like, hmm, I could be on the medical team. I have knowledge. I have skill. I'm also on five other teams that I find more valuable, so I'm not going to do it. Um, you have to drop some stuff, uh, you know, obligations, obligations are hard to drop, but there are ways that you can work around them, especially with delegation where you can have somebody else be your representative. 
and and it's hard to do that because it really does involve asking for help and being clear about where your boundaries are about what you're willing to do and what you're asking somebody else to do and you know do they do it as a favor are you paying them do you have to hire somebody to do this uh you know it's important that you have a tidy yard for your for your community and you know to make it a healthy healthy lawn not everybody is really good at landscaping maintenance <laughs> you know uh, some people frankly hate it. Do you, do you hire somebody to do it? Do you trade with somebody? How does that work? Uh, everybody's different. Everybody's life is different. So what's going to work for you is not going to work for somebody else. So what else was I going to say about that? Um, yeah, I guess really it comes down to that difference of what's important to me what's valuable to me and is this something that I can delegate or drop and there's there's a pattern to your life once you get this going it takes 10 minutes on Sunday night and then the rest of the week is set it and forget it you just take it over you don't really have to think about it and because you're managing your time you're able to relax and be calm when you encounter things that are not following that pattern. So there's no more putting out fires. There's no more chasing people down. Everything's on a schedule. And little things, big things. Um, you know that there was that uh, guy, he did this great uh, big rock, little rock thing where he right. put the little rocks in first and then you know filled it up with water and then the big rocks couldn't fit. Yep. So he was doing it based on importance. I say do it based on values. So uh, I'll share with you what my values are. Uh, my top value is community, being a part of. That is a huge part of what I do, why I do it. It, it is the foundation of everything else. Right next to that is health because yes, uh, we need other people. We need to have that feeling of belonging, but we also need to be healthy enough to participate. So <laughs> that's, that's the next part. And after that comes my home life because, uh, you know, when something like uh, a mission comes up for search and rescue, which I consider part of community and home, um, that takes precedence over my income, which is the very last thing, the things that I do to make money. I can always make money uh, because I'm a part of a community and I'm healthy and I have a home life to, to protect. So that's the last part of it. Now, autonomy is a big part of that. Honesty is a big part of all of this. But those are the main categories that I fill out every Sunday night. Which category does that task fall into? And when I load up my calendar, I take those items from the community list first to put onto my calendar because those things for me are set in stone. It's much more important for me to show up to a board meeting for search and rescue than it is for me to mow the grass. You know, I can get somebody else to mow the grass. <laughs> so, um, 
So does all of that make sense? No, it totally does. Uh, you, you've got the whole, like I was just sitting wondering, you know, how do, how do people go with, uh, you know, your values compared to responsibilities? Yeah. You know, so a big thing for me, like you're talking about the lawn, the grass and everything. I have four husky dogs. They are large <laughs> They're 50 to 70 kilos. So yeah. they so they are running around my yard. I work away, which uh -huh. means that leaves my wife and my daughter in the house. And if they don't go outside and clean up after the dogs, yeah. that is a lot to come home to. It is. And so you know, some people call it uh, well, it's it's a responsibility. We have right. a responsibility to the dogs to give them a clean environment. We have a responsibility to the yard to give it a clean environment. Right. We have a responsibility to the house to have a clean environment. You know, yeah. but for the girls, it is not a value. No. Right. So, exactly. So, I mean, yeah. clearly they've delegated it to me and to her boyfriend. So <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, and that's the trick is that for things that you find valuable, other people are not going to share those values. It's just not going to happen. Uh, sometimes that happens and that's great. Um, but you can't count on it. You have to just say, you have to be willing to be vulnerable enough, especially with family to say, look, this is really valuable to me. This is something that I need to have done. So I'm going to do it or, uh, you know, and you need to get out of my way or, this is valuable to me and I value our relationship. Please do this. Uh, when I was raising the kids, it was, I was big on leading by example. I never asked them to do something I wasn't willing to do myself. But at the same time, uh, there was a, a time in my life when I was a single parent with five kids. And it was important that we have a clean house but I was in school and working, so my house was kept by teenagers, and it looked like it. But my value was the schooling, not how clean my house was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so um, you know, my value was that the family all worked together, and we did. But the house was not uh, a showcase. Let's just say that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I lived in. That's what it is. You know, I was not one of those super moms who was like, I'm a single mom and I'm going to college and I'm getting a 4.0 average. I'm like, I barely passed. I barely got enough credits to graduate. I did with a solid C plus, <laughs> you know, um, but it worked out. You know, my kids are now adults, responsible. They have their own households. It's fine. Um, you know, that was, it was a time in our life and we had to make those adjustments. If I had been one of these people who was like, it's really important that we have a house that's super clean. Well, what kind of values would that have given to the kids? And how happy would I be <laughs> in that time frame where my house was not clean, you know? And if that's where, if that's where I was fixated, I could get wrapped around that axle like crazy. You well, know? exactly. And then, I mean, that you find your happiness is determined by the, the cleanliness of the house and then that you'll never be happy and then you'll be judgmental right. and then you just complain all the time and everyone mm -hmm. just rolls your eyes. Yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. And so a lot of this, the whole reason that I created this program for myself is I want to be able to sleep at night feeling like I have accomplished things that I am moving ahead with my life. And you can't do that if you're wrapped around the axle of whatever it is that you're fixated on. So by having these value-driven schedules, you're doing the things that you personally value. And so you feel like you've accomplished something at the end of the night. You're, you're like, oh, you know, I did good. I write it down. I have a journal where I wake up every morning and I have the four categories and I say, what am I looking forward to today? Now, understand that I have already put everything on the calendar for the week. This is different. This is thinking about, I get to do these things. I am grateful for these opportunities. And sometimes you have to really reach for what that gratitude and what those opportunities are. You know, uh, I, I do a lot of uh, liquidation services. And sometimes it's pretty dirty stuff. And even though I subcontract this stuff, I'm still there boots on the ground in uh, sites that are really quite dirty. The last one I did was uh, in a different county, a really filthy restaurant that had to be completely liquidated. Everything needed to be sold and it needed to be cleaned. It was horrible. And I was dealing with a school district and they were, there was a lot of politics involved. There were a lot of um, different, different personalities. And it was challenging because I am still learning how to talk to people. And I'm getting better, but this was super challenging. These were people who were very much company men. They were, they had worked in offices their entire careers they didn't understand my methods. And so I was challenged to talk to them in a way that they could understand. So when I'm getting up in the morning and I'm writing this out and I'm saying, okay, connection, connection, how do I connect with these people? I don't even know what I'm doing, but I was able to say, I get to do this. I get to have the opportunity to learn how to deal with people who are not like me. And it was really interesting to, kind of switch that focus and be, oh, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for my personal growth. Nobody really likes to do personal growth stuff, you know? <laughs> you know, it's hard. We look like fools. Uh, but if you can reframe it in a way and say, oh, I get to do this, and it's okay if I do it badly. There will be another customer later on. There will be another opportunity later on for me to, to expand on this. It really helps in terms of feeling like you've accomplished something because at the end of that day, I can go back and go, oh, do I tick this off? Yes, I, I get to tick this off and go, oh, I did it. I actually did manage to communicate in a way that they heard me. This is terrific. Um, so it's really setting yourself up for success. Uh, it's challenging because I've been talking to people about this since I started doing the, the consulting business, which was six or seven years ago. And I talk to people and I say, what would you do with an extra five hours a week? And they just go blank. 
Yeah. <laughs> they have no clue what they would do with an extra five hours a week um, because they're not like me. I'm like, give me another five hours. You bet. You know, like I, I can fill that up in a heartbeat. I oh, exactly. Yeah. When, you, when you're a busy person, you can make yeah. yourself busier. Right. You know, I'm like, there's, there's books to read. There's, there's naps to take. Uh, I can fill that up so easy. I can go rafting. Woo. Um, but other people don't have that, the same personality, the same values. And so they don't know what they would do. And so they fill up their lives with these inconsequential things that it's all busy work. They look busy. They're exactly. like, Oh, I, I have to put out all these fires. Like, you look like a fool, man. Like, like that's not, that's not how successful people do it. Successful people never spend their time chasing emergencies. They just don't. And you, in order to get past that, you have to do this hard work of really looking at what's important here. What do I value? You know, and it's really, sometimes it gets tricky. Uh, especially with work stuff, you know, you think, all right, it's important that I have customers, right? Okay. That's an important thing. But if you don't value the human connection with people, how are you going to work that around? You know, because you either have to work with customers directly or you have to work with people who do, um, you know, there's a lot of people who are introverts that get stuck in sales roles. And I'm like, oh, that's really hard. You know, introverts do not value. No, they don't function very well. They don't function very well, but some of them make it work because what they value more than their time alone is the income that they get from having a, a high paying sales job. And that affords them a month off every year where they can go and, and go camping solo, <laughs> you know? So it really depends. It's very individual. It really is something that people have to look at for themselves. And it helps if you have a family that's on board, um, you know, people around you who understand how you do things. Uh, company culture really comes into this. I, I've had job interviews where, you know, I say, how do you guys handle things like, uh, you know, uh, taking time off? Now, in America, we have this bizarre system of uh, getting time off for vacation. Uh, essentially, no. Um, but it's, it's um, you have to ask, you have to ask in advance, uh, you have to justify it, right? And so if you were to say, oh, well, uh, my my son's wrestling match is coming up in two weeks and I'm leaving at 2 p.m. to go to take him to that. That doesn't always happen. Sometimes they're like, no, you have to stay in the office. And what happens when you're in the office? Nothing. You could have gone, right? That's right. So you have to make that decision of is showing up for my son's wrestling matches more important than this job? And Sometimes the answer is, mm, no, actually, it's not. Um, but if your son, like mine, was uh, looking at uh, a bigger career in sports, uh, it actually was important. It was more valuable to him that I be there and show support than, yeah. than I be in the office doing busy work for my boss.
Um, and so I switched jobs. <laughs> I got a different job that was okay with me supporting him in that way. Uh, same thing with volunteering, you know, uh, because I'm self-employed now, I've trained my customers that sometimes I'm on a mission and I send them a text and say, sorry, search and rescue mission. I will be back in the office tomorrow. And they all get it. All yeah. of my customers are totally cool with that. Um, because I, I very, I'm very specific about who I take on as customers. Uh, even with the name of the company, Dirty Deeds, people are like, that's funny. But there's some people who think that's not funny. That's kind of crass. And I'm like, well, you're not my customer. There, thanks. You, you just saved us both a huge amount of time. Great. <laughs> so, Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I need to know. So I can understand you were talking about the, the company men and everything, the way they talk. I can understand you're coming from a value system. Yeah. And they're coming from a have to want to system. Right. Right. So. How? Because I think 90% of people in the world are definitely from a have to want to perspective. Right. You know, I have to do this, you know, yeah. and their want to pretty much revolves around Friday night and it revolves around Saturday and Sunday. And yeah. that's their want to's. Right. You know, every, every other day of the week, as far as they're concerned, is a write off because they have to go to work. And mm -hmm. of course, you have to do the school run. You have to do parent teacher night. You have to do, right. and so pretty much their want tos become very weekend centric. Mm -hmm. So, how can you tell these people to get into a value system? How can you help them in such a way to actually so that they can find their own value system? Right. No, that's a that's a great question um, because we're set up that way. Um, and I would say, like you said, 90% of the people on the planet have to do this. You know, it's it's very much you want to eat, you got to work. Okay, cool. I value eating very much, so it's all good. Um, really, it's um, it, it's a perspective of calmness. It's instead of thinking I have to go to work. You think, I get to go to work so that I can afford the lifestyle for my family. And sometimes that's hard. There are people that I've worked with, and it was it was really telling because I was home with the kids for 17 years. That's a long time to, to be able to do that. Now, I second-guessed myself the whole time. Am I making the right decision? Should I get a job? Blah, blah, blah. Um, when I was working at the startup, I was working with guys who were pretty heavy hitters. Uh, retired military, uh, full-time career guys, and we were having a discussion one night of how did we get to the, the startup? How did this all happen? Where did you come from? And I was like, well, I was home with the kids for 17 years, and then I got this technical job because I finished college. And then the startup picked me up. And they were like, wow, you got to stay home with your kids. I was in Iraq for three years. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, like these guys missed out on their kids' childhood because they were working. And they were they made that sacrifice on purpose, but they still felt it. So nothing's changed. 
this is still a, a very personal decision that people have to make is if you're going to do something, do it wholeheartedly, do it with your values behind you and say, I value the lifestyle. I can afford my family. So I get to go to work. This is why I'm doing it. If you're stuck in a job that you hate and it's not working for you and it, it's not giving your family the lifestyle that you think they should have, then you have to make changes and change is hard. It's really difficult, especially when you've got the kids to take to school and you got to do the shopping and oh my God, the yard work and you can't afford to pay somebody. All of this stuff still goes on. And this is where you have to learn to drop it. There's stuff that you just have to put by the wayside and not pick up and not delegate. And sometimes it means your house is a mess for two years while you finish school. Sometimes uh, you have to wait until the neighbors really complain about your yard before you're like, okay, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, um, you have to be willing to drop some stuff. Um, sometimes you'll have a really good job, but your wife gets cancer. What are you going to do? You know, it's, these are difficult decisions. I am not making light of this. Changing my system changed my life 180 degrees because I was kind of frantic, wrapped around the axle, always looking for the next distraction, always being like, oh, I have to do this thing. It's really difficult. But I knew that there was a better way because I could see people around me who were successful and calm and not chasing, uh, you know, um, chasing a thing that was important. And instead they were, they were dealing with their values. Now the nice thing is that once people start doing this, it does not take long before that calmness pervades everything and you become more successful. You get to uh, grow on your former successes. So, and it is things that, you know, sometimes you have to make changes. So when I switched jobs because of my son's wrestling matches, well, I got a better job and that better job led me to have better contacts, which led me to the startup, which doubled my income. Not for a long time. You know, I only worked there for 14 months, but it doubled my income for 14 months. And when you have five kids, that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> you know, um, Any increase with five kids is a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what I'm saying is, yes, it's difficult. Um, making the change, the worst thing that could happen to, to having a better time management is nothing. The worst thing that can happen is nothing changes at all, except maybe you feel better at night when you go to sleep. Maybe. Chances are that enough things are going to change that you'll have more time to have coffee with friends or volunteer or take on that extra project. And then those things start a cascade of other better changes. So yeah, you know, it's, it's a challenge. It's a difficult system to get started because it takes two or three days to really figure it out. And you have to take that time to do it. Um, and I wrote a book and I'll, I'll put a link in for people. 
Uh, I wrote a book on how to do this, uh, where you start out and you write down absolutely everything you have to do, everything. Then you go for a walk and you just like don't think about anything. And then you go back and you categorize things that kind of fit together. Then you go for another walk and you think about your values and think about where you want to be in your life and, and what kind of person you want to be five years from now and how can you make that happen. And then you go back and you take those things that are categorized and you try to match them up with your values. And you're going to find that there's like 25 things that just, ah, you don't want to do those things. Some of them are real easy to drop, you know, like, can I ask my husband to do the grocery shopping? Oh yeah, I can ask him to do that. Yeah, that, was one. <laughs> that, was, that was great. Um, but some of them are really hard, like um, obligations, right? Um, I have um, a, a forum that I'm engaged with for a business forum. And I committed a long time ago to do a blog post for them once a month. Well, I'm finding it hard to, to do that because they're off on a tangent now that I don't really care about. And I'm like, mm, oh, I could talk to somebody, get an idea from them and flesh out their idea. I could do that. That's okay. Um, you know, but sometimes it's like, uh, I don't actually want to do this thing at all, even though it's important for other people. So I'm just not going to do it. And people are going to be disappointed, but it doesn't match my values. And that's where those boundaries come in. And it's, you know, again, that personal development where you need to say, actually, I don't do that. It's like um, people who stop smoking. If they say, okay, uh, I don't smoke anymore. Uh, that's different from saying I am now a non-smoker. It's a matter of identity, right? So, you know, people go out, uh, you know, there's a, a big event and people are going out and they're having uh, dinner and drinks and it's this wild thing. And you're not the kind of person who does that because you have other things that you'd rather do, even though it's well, important. You know, like it's important that you go out with your friends, sure. But if they're getting all wild and you get a toddler at home, you know, that's too bad. You're going to stay home with the kid. Um, you know, everybody's different. Sometimes you have to make those decisions on the fly. And once you start making those decisions on the fly, you get better at it. So it's a lot of practice. Um, yeah. You know, um, when I was doing uh, my, my consulting business, and I was just getting started. I had a friend that was going through a challenging time and she really needed me to show up for her. And so I dropped what I was doing, you know, probably twice a week where I would be like, oh, I gotta go and talk to Karen, okay. Um, but it was starting to, her emergency was starting to become a chronic issue and she was getting really needy. Well, she's a really good friend, but I have a business to run. So I had to, you know, in the beginning, I was like, yes, of course, I'm going to drop everything and come, come see you. But after about six weeks, I was like, look, Karen, I've got to take care of my customers so that I can have the time to come and see you this evening, <laughs> you know? 
Um, exactly. The value does change. The values change and you have to be willing to do that. And they change over time. So I have it on my calendar <laughs> that once a year I do an assessment and make sure that my values are still in line with where I want to be in the future. Um, all of it takes a little bit of time to set up. But like I said, once it, once it goes, you get this life where it's like you get to do what you want. You get to be involved with the people that you want. There's, there's a pay. You've got to be willing to disappoint people. You've got to be willing to drop things. You've got to be willing to ask for help. Some of these things never, like that never changes. Human nature never changes. So it's but always- in return. Right, in return, you get calmness, uh, a sense of accomplishment and time freedom. You get to be able to say, I do have five hours extra this week. I can do whatever I want. I could run at the piano, learn a new, uh, uh, learn a new language, volunteer, sit on your ass. Who cares, right? You get to, to do all of these things because you have this time discipline where you're in charge, and it changes everything. It's it's fantastic. It's really really interesting how. I mean, I found this a lot, I, I guess, you know, 20 years ago towards the end of my first marriage was I had the sense that my life actually ran itself. My only control was setting the alarm clock. Yeah. That was the only thing that I could control was what time I would wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. However, you did have a deadline, you know, so it's just like I could set it, I, you know, so you don't want to rip yourself off too much but you know i that was the only thing because you would get up you got the children you get ready for school you got to get them get their breakfast ready make sure their lunches are made make sure they leave the house in a in an acceptable state for society you know and uh, right. you get them to school and then you've got certain chores that you have to get done before you actually start and uh, and then that would go and every single day there were different um, different events on every day, whether it was church or whether you had, you know, different meetings during the week. Then there was the child meetings. And then, of course, you know, every every Monday you were down doing recess for the kids, chopping up fruit. And, you know, there were all these different things. And then, of course, you had family fun night. And then you had, you know, then all of a sudden you got to the weekend and you had to get the lawns done. You have to make sure everything, all that is done. And then if you're lucky, you got Saturday, Sunday afternoon to your yourself and I remember when that all basically went into the blender as the marriage came to the end mm -hmm. and it was just like poof, you just had a 100% clean slate you yes. could literally start again and just when it first happened there was that horrible sense of vacuum yeah because all of a sudden you just had this big empty hole which was time Mm -hmm. But then, of course, gradually it fills up again. And But you could gain a sense of control. But the right. difference is, you know, like you're saying, you gave yourself that sense of control, which means you now control time. Right. You now allocate tasks. You mm -hmm. now allocate what you want to do. Right. In, and But on top of that, you've got a value set to the have-to-dos, which mm -hmm. means... 
that either becomes uninvalidated or so it will not be done. You know, right. and like you said, you've got the delegation and then you've got the things that even though they're a have to do, they actually become an enjoyable task mm -hmm. because your values increased, you get a sense of accomplishment out of it, you get a sense of pride in yourself, you mm -hmm. know, you actually, you know, done and achieved something. And, you know, I, I find that really, really handy, like in, um, I mean, espresso with Dan, with Dan Meredith, and every Monday it's, you actually write what you intend to accomplish for the week. Mm -hmm. And then on the Friday, they'll give you a message back saying, okay, give us the list. What'd you get done? And you're just like, you know what? I've done this. And it exactly. is yeah. just an incredible thing because you've gained your own control. Mm -hmm. I actually, I actually sort of have two lives. So I do fly in, fly out as a, a head chef at a, at a mining camp. So we, nice. Um, basically 10 a.m. every morning until, you know, 8.30 at night, that's that's the shift. You've got a 10-hour day and sometimes you have to go drive the forklift, you know, in the middle of a webinar like I did yesterday, poor thing. <laughs> um, um, but my time is very, very controlled. So I yeah. get up first thing in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, jump up. I go and have coffee from 6 to 7. I get to go and I do my exercise or I do my qigong, I do my meditation. I get to, that's my time. And then, you know, 7 o'clock, I ring my wife and she's up, she's having coffee. And from 7 until 9, I get to work on whatever I want to. So I have my wife on on headphones and I'll be working away and sometimes she'll be doing her schoolwork and, you know, mm. and some days we'll just talk, 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 and then other days it's just pure quiet, get work done, and we just, we call it hanging out, even that you're still there. Oh, yeah, okay, no worries. Right. You know, and so do that, and then 10 o'clock, start work. So then, no. you know, yeah. and then again, I've got that time slot, 8.30 at night. You go and you have a shower. You you know, next minute mm -hmm. I ring her up and say goodnight to her, and we'll either watch a television show or, again, we'll just hang out while I, you know, do something okay. in the background. Yeah. And the cool thing is I have that flexibility, you know, mm -hmm. like now it's just like, okay, I, I'm going to have a nap and then I'm going to get up and do a webinar and then I get to have another nap before I get to work. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the thing I find about that, as long as you don't tell yourself it's a night's sleep, it's I okay. It's okay <laughs> because everyone's happy with a four-hour nap before they start work. You, yeah, you know, you're, you're happy with a two-hour nap before you get to do something that you love doing, and right. so that changes the entire outlook. And the whole thing is, you know, you've had that control, you've had that time. Yeah. And then yeah. we have the the reverse of when when I actually go home, so I get to go home for a week, and it's the reverse. There's no mm -hmm. alarm to wake up to. We wake up when we want to wake up. We go down. And we do literally we do the exact same thing we do the the sit down have coffee hang out so i'll just sit and read over the table and we just we just that's hang lovely. out and, that's yeah, fantastic and, yeah and then we finally start our day and literally i have no plans on what is going to happen because that is literally my time and mm -hmm. i leave it 100 percent free which means any way i choose to use it for me is a win because whether it's whether i go out and you know I, I clean up after the dogs and stuff for me even though it's literally dog shit i mean let's be honest but 
It's a dirty job, right? <laughs> yeah. For me, that is a high value thing because I am showing my dogs I value them. I'm mm -hmm. showing my landlord I value them. I'm showing right. my family I value them because I want to give them a good environment to work in. But for me, it's a responsibility and has to be done. It's mm -hmm. one of those. But because I place such a high value on that shit job, yeah. <laughs> it's a great job and I feel better for it. And yeah. out of all the chores and everything, that's actually the one I have absolutely no problem in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, you're literally doing a shit job. Truly, yeah. Uh, you know, I do a lot of very dirty work. And before I before I did uh, subcontracting only, meaning up until January of this year, all of last year, I did a lot of this dirty work myself. I replaced seven toilets last year. It's not a good job. Um, <laughs> but I quite enjoyed it because I got to use my skills. I got to make bank, frankly. Uh, people pay a lot of money to have things cleared out that are pretty hazardous. Um, but for me, it was great because, okay, somebody had a, a a barn that needed to be cleaned out, but it had literally an inch of rat poop on it. And so I got to charge them a, a hazmat fee. Cool. Because I got the full equipment on, I got the respirator. Um, and it took a lot of time, but I got paid so much. I would rather clean out a barn infested with rats than have a day job. I'm happier this way. Not everybody's going to make that same distinction. <laughs> but in the end, I get the before and after pictures that I can show future customers of what the work could look like. And they go, oh, you do this kind of work? This is great. I need this work done. And now I have subcontractors that I can contract for. I don't even have to go. I can show up with my hard hat and my boots and direct them, but I don't have to do the work myself. And that that growth has been terrific. But it's the mindset of being, I get to do this. I get to clean something out and make it better for my customer who's incredibly grateful to have this shit job actually taken care of. And so there's a lot of satisfaction in that. All of this time management stuff is all about personal satisfaction of feeling like you own your life, you control your life, you're in charge of your own happiness and satisfaction, and you're not being shoved around by this artificial have to do it. It does take time to make it work. But really, I, I've shown this process to people, and it doesn't take as long as you think. The, the time's going to pass anyway, right? Um, I almost quit college and my advisor said something really brutal to me and I'm going to share it with you. <laughs> he said, I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm a single parent. We have no money. My house is a mess. My kids miss me. I can't do this. And he said, yeah, okay, you could quit. You know, I mean, what are you 45 now? 42? You know, I said, I'll be 44 by the time I graduate. He said, well, yeah, you could quit, but you're going to be 44 anyway. And I'm like, oh, oh, that was painful, man. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, 
I was I could either be 44 with a chemistry degree or without one. Either way, I'd still have the five kids to take care of. Chances are that I could get a better job with a chemistry degree than without it. <laughs> you know? So again, what do you value? All right. So I stayed in school. And yeah, it was hard. Um yeah, so doing what you value, it, it's not easy. Uh but it doesn't take long. Like I said, I've taught this to people and the fastest turnaround I've seen from other people has been two weeks. Inside of two weeks, somebody used this system and they gained so much time. Um, I've been responsible for people getting married. I've been responsible for people getting divorced just because of this program. <laughs> um, and like, that's kind of scary to think about the huge impact that this can have on people. Um, hold on, sorry. <laughs> there we go. Um, um, this huge impact that it can have because it really can change people's lives. People quit their jobs, uh, stay home with their kids. They do all kinds of crazy things. And that's not really my intent. My intent is get your time back. Do what's valuable to you. Well, sometimes that can be kind of extreme. Sometimes people really need this kick in the pants to make some serious changes. Or it can just be kind of a mild thing where they're like, I get an extra two hours a week. Cool. <laughs> you know, or just a little bit of a, a, a loosening of the have to do's just because they're now thinking about it as, oh, now I get to do this. I get to pick up my kid and take them to wrestling at six o'clock in the morning when it's snowing. That's cool. I get to do this because I have this 25 minutes where I get to talk to just one kid. I get to do this. So, yeah, it really does matter in terms of personal satisfaction. It's so huge. The sense of control is enormous because now you have these boundaries in place where you're like, mm, I don't do that, but I do do this other thing. And there's a lot to it. But if people want to get started, I'll put the book down. I'll put the link in the in the uh, chat. What is the book called? <laughs> so I didn't name the book. One of my customers named the book. Uh, it's called The Lazy Man's Guide to Working Smarter. The Lazy because, Man's Guide to Working Smarter. Because ultimately, I'm very lazy. Uh, I have a lot of energy, but I like to sit around a lot. I read a lot of books. Uh, I write books, but I read books. I take naps. I take the dog to the dog park. Um, you know, it's, it's like my spirit animal. I mean, literally, <laughs> everyone wonders how I get so much done in a day, and it's just like you just you know you move with purpose, you move with with a plan, you know, and and fun. Funnily enough, my brain goes a bit skew if when someone comes to me in, in the middle of my day and just go, okay, this has to happen now. My brain literally, it's like the record player has skipped. You get that horrible screech because right. by the time I've gone to bed last night, I know exactly what I'm doing today. I know what jobs I have to do. I know who has to do what. I've got to delegate these people. They've got to get over there. I'm going to make sure if that person's sick, this person's going to take over. And yeah. that's how my brain works on a daily basis. Like, and being a head chef in, in a mining camp, you everything is on a budget and everything, I have to treat it like it's my money. I have to treat it exactly like I know. Like I had a thing the other day where I was walking through the kitchen 
didn't take much notice. And uh, two days later, I noticed that when one of the young ladies had cleaned out the coffee machine, this is while I was asleep, I woke up and I realized that two days previous, I had walked past her tipping a liter of water of, of milk from the coffee machine down the sink. Now, my brain immediately goes to, okay, the milk is in a refrigerated cabinet. It comes from the refrigerated cabinet from the bulk storage of milk. That's one, that's one liter of milk. I've got two coffee machines. That's two liters of milk a day. That's three dollars that's going. Okay, so we multiply that by the week. So by the end of the week, by the end of the year, that's four thousand six hundred and thirty dollars that that person's just thrown in the rubbish bin. I've got to take care of that, you know. Yeah. And so, and people just sort of. Some people operate on, I have to go to work and I have to go home. And that's as far as they've got. And it's just like when you have a job that literally you depend on the minutia and because every single thing, I mean, for her, it's a dollar fifties worth of milk. Who cares? Yeah. She didn't see it, right? Because she doesn't value that aspect of the job. Her job doesn't depend on the, the cost of milk. Yours does. Yeah. <laughs> right. So now you get the challenge of explaining to her why this is valuable to you and why she should value your opinion. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and then know. and then they go, how does your brain even work? And it's just like right. and right. it's like and you and you're very and look, you're very similar. You're like the squirrel from over the hedge. <laughs> Have you seen, you've had kids. So you've, you've probably seen that movie. That yeah. guy is like a caffeinated gerbil <laughs> no it's great it's really it's fine um it's it's interesting because people are like well i don't understand why you just sit around and my husband still he doesn't understand it because i have systems and so yep. when we're getting ready to to leave for the day my system is set up i can leave in 10 minutes he goes through the same thing every day where he's like, where did I put my car keys? I don't, I haven't had breakfast yet. And I'm like, how old are you, man? <laughs> like, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, you don't have these systems set up yet. Systems change everything. Like, he writes out a, a grocery list, even though we eat the same thing, like all the time. <laughs> I'm like, you don't need a grocery list, man. We eat the same thing. You just go to the store and buy it. Um, but the same thing with work, right? Uh, I have days where, you know, Mondays are blog days. I write my blog. Now, uh, I have a system where I don't answer the phone, right? Uh, other people are like, oh, I have to take this call. I'm like, why? Why do you have to take this call? Sometimes it's important, right? I have um, my search and rescue. I'm on 24-7. And so I let that phone call come through, but nobody else can get through it. I do not answer the phone, even though my office hours are from, you know, nine to five or whatever. <laughs> um, I take phone calls, listen to my voicemails at 4 p.m. and answer the phone calls between four and 4.30. That's it, that's the only time I am on the phone, every day for half an hour, done. That is probably the best system ever. I mean, I, I do it with my, I do, priority with my phone, which means when I'm sleeping, I do not get any notifications, no emails, no bings, no Facebook, no nothing. My yep. wife is the only one that has the uh, the favorites, which will get through at any time of the day. 
Yeah. And uh, other than that, that you don't need to reach me. Right. Right. And if it's emergency, if you ring twice within 15 minutes, the phone will go through. So we assume that that's an emergency. Right. But this is this is all about setting up the technology and the systems to work for you instead of being reactive to, oh, my God, the phone rang. I have to pick it up. It could be a customer. I'm like, yeah, it could be a customer. But my customers, they're in, their need is so great, they'll wait for me to call back or they'll leave a message, you know, like, it's okay. Uh, the, the job I have now, the business I have now, I used to practice the sales pitch on the way to the site. And after the first three, I stopped because the first three, I walked in with my work boots and my hard hat and they say, you know, I say, hi, I'm here to, to see, you know, what the job is. And they say, oh my God, I'm so glad you're here. When can you start? There's no sales. <laughs> there's, there's, just because their need is so huge, all I have to do is show up. It's great. Um, so, you know, getting to that part probably took me 15 years. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Mary Kay Ash, who does uh, makeup, um, she was famous for saying, yeah, you know, every every overnight success takes 15 years i was just gonna tell you i was just gonna say 15 years to be an overnight success yeah. that's exactly yeah. right yeah it's it's yeah. and it's like it's so easy you know well it's so simple but it is not easy it, it's right. Right. it's it's amazingly simple if we just we, we try and overcomplicate it. You know, we, we try and, you know, oh, I'm going to have to do this and I've got this. I mean, I have, I literally printed out every every month or two, I've got the ideal week. And it's yeah. literally a blank Excel spreadsheet with like 4 a.m. or midnight all the way through till midnight. What are you going to do? And you just sit there with coloring in textures and it's so therapeutic because this is when I sleep. This is when... This is oh, when sure. I have to be at work and look at all this other time. What am I going to do? All right. Well, this is important. Like, you know, this, it's going out and spending the day with my wife's important. So there goes that day. That's gone, you know, and, right. and it's just so good to actually, A, see how much time you do actually have, mm -hmm. see how much time you can shave off. Do I really need that full 30 minutes for a shower or can I fit in a shower and my coffee? And that right. means I can actually get to this other thing a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just being able to streamline and, and actually right. seeing them from a, a big bird's eye perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being able to streamline certain tasks makes like shaving off five minutes here and there, you think it doesn't add up, but it really does. Uh, I have morning chores. We have uh, eight acres here. So I have morning chores. And I have a very specific walk around of I leave the house, I turn to the left. I do this, I do that, I, I and I essentially go in a two-acre circle around while my coffee is brewing. And then I walk in the back door and get my coffee. And it's great. That takes me 20 minutes. My husband, it takes him a lot longer because he's going in and outdoors, he's going to this end of the property, and then he's going to the other end of the property. And he knows that I do this, but he won't do it because he thinks that I'm overly disciplined but i'm sitting there having my coffee while he's running around 
<laughs> so, you know, it's great. It works out terrific. Um, but yeah, I do spend a lot of time just sitting around reading. <laughs> That's not a terrible thing. I, I mean, right. as busy as I, as busy I am, sometimes, sometimes I'll do three jobs. Sometimes I'll, and just because I want to, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, the, this mining job pays for my entire life at home and I do driving jobs on the side when I'm home and that and that pays for my coffee with Dan stuff that pays with uh, pays for my websites it pays for so for me this this is literally my hobby and my passion I don't even have to I don't have to think about cooking I don't have to think about kitchen management I've been doing it for 30 years it's you know they class it as your unconscious conscious or unconscious confidence and yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just something you don't have to think about your brain automatically tells you how much money is being wasted in milk you know, <laughs> exactly. which means i can use my brain power to do the stuff you know that i love that i value very strongly and mm -hmm. you know talking to amazing people like yourself and and you know, just hearing that there's other people whose brains work these ways and, you know, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. And that even though it's, you know, it's not easy, it is simple and people can do it and people can change. They just have to make that conscious choice, the mm -hmm. take control, and they can actually become the authors of their own life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it really is, it can be life-changing for people. Uh, there are a lot of people who are super frustrated because our our society isn't set up to support this kind of thing. It's like it's like a secret, uh, but I don't want it to be a secret anymore. So, so you know, I wrote the book really as a, a template for people to follow, and I don't charge people for it anymore. I did in the beginning, but now it's like you click the link, you get it for free. It's a download. Um, I'm, I would love to hear back from people who try it uh, that are in other places that they say, okay, you know, and, and I, I like give it a good try. Try it for six weeks and see what happens. Uh, there's, a, there's a book called uh, The shoot, 12 Weeks. Is it 12 Weeks? Um, it's a great book about how to organize your life in these 12 week sprints. And that's a great system too because so much can happen in 12 weeks. Yeah, it's now, like a 12-week year or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's terrific. You don't have to read the book. Do 12-week sprints. Your life can change. It's great. <laughs> you know, um, a, lot of these, a lot of these development books uh, can be really shortened down to like three sentences. So, uh, again, time-saving. Um, one of the things that I think I'm going to do is uh, write a synopsis of these books just so that people don't have to read them. They just, you know... <laughs> Cliff's notes. Yep, you just can get all those. That's it. I've got the bullet points for you. It's, yeah. it's in the downloads, in the link. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, if you want to read it, that's cool. But most of them say the same thing, which is do what you value. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. Exactly. All right. So, where have we got? What have we got? Apps of what habits? We have pretty much. All right. So, what final advice would you give people if they want to actually start? living in this way okay so final advice is um set aside a few hours to really look at what your values are and and understand the difference between what's valuable and what's important and 
start to categorize your life, your tasks into those things and really think about, okay, how do I value this? Why do I value this? Uh, again, it's like, you know, picking up the dog poo is not, is a dirty job, but you value your animals. You value your, your life. Um, you value your, uh, connection with your landlord. Those are the reasons that you get to do this and being able to reframe things in a way that you have gratitude is enormous for personal satisfaction. The, the whole thing of time management is to feel like you're in charge. And a lot of people don't feel in charge at all. And certainly I've been there in, in my previous life, but I knew that there was a better way. I had the systems, but I didn't have the mindset. This is a way to get the mindset. So yes, please download the book, follow the steps. It's very much, you know, follow the bouncing ball. You do these things in this order. In three days, you'll have a system set up. As the weeks go on, it takes less and less time to set it up. And then you just, you're just you essentially setting up the dominoes and then just tipping them over. It's fantastic. So yeah, uh, my, my biggest suggestion is to download the book. It's free and uh, give it a try. That's fantastic. All right, Susan, thank you so very much. My life is definitely, definitely richer from having spoken to you today. Thank this is you great. So much. Honestly, it was really, really good. Hopefully, maybe we can even come back and we can uh, do a bit of a bit of an update in the future. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be, that would be great. All yeah. right, I'm going, to, I'm going to press in broadcast and it's going to savagely throw us out into the street. All right, so thank you very okay. much. Have a awesome. great day. Thanks. Everyone who tuned in today, thanks for listening to today's Relax and Enjoy Health podcast with Susan Moscaritolo. If you'd like to know more about Susan, you can find her at www.dirtydeeds.us. You can find her on Facebook at number one time queen or on LinkedIn at Raising Boats. Now, I've been your host, Andrew French, for your optimal health, well-being and life balance. And if you want the bullet points from today's podcast or even for some free resources, check us out at www.relaxenjoyhealth.com.au. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or even leave us a review and a rating. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Facebook at Relax Enjoy Health. But for now, stay sane and have a great day.